So, John, what is the weirdest crush you've ever had? Well, I think like most people, I hope like most people, I hope <laughs> I'm not just a complete freak, a lot of my early kind of sexual awakening came through like Disney movies. Okay. It, 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 yeah. I, I've heard a lot of people have said they had a bit of a thing for Mufasa or a bit of a thing for Nala, you know. Yeah, and, Nala, yeah. Yeah, I did. That, that wasn't me. I'm sensing that was one for you. Um, <laughs> I definitely got some confusing feelings about King Triton from The Little Mermaid. <laughs> <laughs> That's not the biggest surprise for me. Yeah, he was a yummy, beefy daddy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I can see how he's kind of your type. Yeah. But like, do you like older guys? Not particularly. I mean, I'm not against older guys. I'm, I'm not saying I'm not being ageist, but like, no, it was no more... No one said you were being against them. No, no, no. Just no, like, does Dumbledore do it for you? Or? No, not specifically. No. But no, just because he, he was quite... Beefy, you know. Yeah, he's got um, that big sort of like triangular body. He like, does, yeah. yeah. Yeah, like a swimmer's body. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's fair enough. I can I can see where you're coming from. Yeah. But um no, I'm more more of an Ursula man myself. You like a bit of Ursula, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome everybody to Beyond the Box Set, the podcast where today we are picturing prequels, sequels and spin-offs to Leon the Professional. Mm. We'll also be pitching some drinking games and hearing from our listeners with the drink... No, with the submissions they've posted on our Facebook and Twitter, it's not mm. the drinking games. One day you'll get this intro, right? It's only been yeah. four years. That's, that's true. But first we're going to talk about some of our favourite moments and give a bit of a plot summary. Mm-hmm. I am Harry, the host with the most plants in my house. I mean, that is indisputably true. Your house is like a plant nursery at this point. I'm not a fan. It's like a garden centre. I've brought, I think, one of those plants into the house and there's mm-hmm. now about like 50,000. It is getting out of control. It is, we're, we're, it's getting to the point where an intervention might be necessary. Yeah, please. Well, we could, we hopefully winter will kill half of them off. You know? Oh, that's a good thought. That's a good yeah. thought. And joining me as you always... You know what's really great for killing plants? Sorry, fairy liquid. A little dash in that, they'll be dead in a week and they'll never grow again. <laughs> Wow, I'm bad. It looks at your balcony. Looks like you've yeah. been practicing that. And if you salt the earth, then yeah. I was gonna say, joining me as always, the man who only uses his plants as graves for his fish. Mm-hmm. It's John Lucas. Hello, John. Hello. How you doing? I'm pretty good. I'm sounding fabulous. <laughs> um, yes. Yeah, so this is our first episode with our brand new podcasting equipment. We bought ourselves a little Rodecaster Pro. I will post a picture on Instagram of Harry looking very professional as he plays with all the <laughs> dials and fiddles with all the knobs. Yeah, yeah. Um, let me just find the guy who uh, who did it. His name is Stephen James Elliott. Um, he was running a podcast, and that's why he um, had this equipment. But uh, he decided that wasn't the right thing for him. He wanted to concentrate on his YouTube show instead. So he sold this to us, and he has the YouTube channel Sporin Again Vegan. It's a uh, cooking show. Sounds good. Yeah. So did we uh, get a discount for that little plug? Or <laughs> just being nice. No, I'm just being nice. Thank you. Yeah, just, he good. just gave us all this equipment. Well, I say gave us. Um, yes, sold us. Yeah. He, he sold us all, all this equipment, and also big shout out to all our Patreon supporters. I was going to say well. they really owe the thanks because this this was paid for with Patreon money. So if you're one of our patrons, thank you very much, and hopefully you will enjoy this new high quality recording experience. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. We've got we've got lots that we can do now. We can we can do sound effects. Oh no. <laughs> Yeah, oh. like I can tell a joke, or hey, shush you guys, or John can tell a joke. Ah, 
Oh my God. Harry's going to turn our podcast into the Howard Stern show, like some American shock jock radio mm. thing. I'm it's not good. a fan, but I am a fan of how great I sound. Yeah. These mics, so. we, we, we already recorded our uh, bonus episodes for our Patreon uh, before we um, recorded this episode. And so we have heard back how we sound. We're quite happy. Yeah, we're pretty, pretty turned on by ourselves, I think. Well, speak for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> now there's your weirdest crush. Mm, myself. <laughs> What's weird about that? Okay then, so Leon the Professional then. Yes, this film. What do you think of this? So this was kind of a formative movie for me as a child, actually. Oh yeah? Yeah, I mean, I've mentioned, this, I've mentioned this before, but a huge amount of my kind of cinematic experience, like the, the films that shaped me as a film fan, mm. came from my youth and early teens watching films after midnight on channel four <laughs> and this is i'm aging myself now this is we're back in the day when there were only like five channels on yeah. like terrestrial we didn't have sky we had five terrestrial channels and little teenage or preteen john would sit up way past his bedtime mm. and channel four was always the one that was like the racy channel mm-hmm. and they'd show all these like violent movies or art house movies and stuff yeah. and yeah especially like on a weekend between like the hours of midnight and 4am you could really catch some classic stuff mm-hmm. and this film i have such a strong memory of being way too young to be watching it mm. like my parents didn't know they were in bed i just would sneak down and watch films that was just what i would do and then i got a little when i was about 15 i got a little television in my bedroom and that was that was it then <laughs> um it was it was films like this and it was late night poker which is just fascinating in its own way but these films <laughs> i remember watching this and i, I remember the I mean, we'll talk about the plot summary, but the scenes in which Natalie Portman's family get massacred mm-hmm. are like burned into me mm. because I think this might be this might be the first film that I watched that I was way too young to have watched. It's definitely one of the first that like genuinely like scared and upset me. Yeah. Like that whole sequence when she comes back and she finds she realizes that her family have been she's standing at the door. Uh, yeah, it's the door and, 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 and Natalie she, Portman's and acting. It's, and it's just that she walks past. It's it's so powerful. Yeah. It really is. And it so this film really is, I've never thought of it as like, oh, when I think of my top 10 films, Leon's one of them. And mm. I still wouldn't because it's yikes. But yeah. <laughs> but it certainly made an impression on me. Mm-hmm. And watching it back was a real kind of nostalgia fest in that way. Mm. So yeah, I and then watching it back as an adult, because it has been probably about 15 years since I've watched it in full. Mm. It's one of those films I've seen bits and bobs of, but watching it back in full for the first time in 15, 20 years. It's a good film. Mm-hmm. It's very interesting. It's very problematic. <laughs> it's yeah, got some, it certainly has got its moments there. things that, yeah, especially knowing like Luc Besson's life after this film. Mm. But, but I think the film on the whole is really fascinating. Mm-hmm. And I think the acting is superb. And I think it's a real it's a work of art. I actually think mm. it's a genuinely great film. I, I think definitely it's agree. Fantastic. Yeah. W- work of art is the best description of yeah. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So just remind me, what else has Luke Besson done? He did The Fifth Element, which Thought was so, our yeah. uh, fifth film. And he did Lucy, which we did recently with uh, How to Survive Your Twenties. So he does these like mad big swing films. And mm. a lot of the time they're really interesting. I think he's a really interesting director. Mm. He's also been accused of rape by a lot of women in right. the past few years, which is why I was kind of like, well, what some of the more awkward moments of this film yeah. don't read as well when you know that the director has been accused of raping people. Yeah. Because the whole, I mean, we'll, we'll get into the whole Natalie Portman, uh, Jean Reno mm-hmm. relationship in this film or, mm-hmm. you know, and what it comes across as. But yeah, I was definitely, I'd forgotten how far it goes with that and how mm-hmm. uncomfortable it is in places. Mm-hmm. But I do also think on the whole, it, 
survives yes that because it's not i feel like the jean reno character leon never he, at he, any point is interested he in never ha- accepts it he never leans into it and he's never even there's never even a hint that he's even remotely attracted to her no. it's all coming from her yeah and his acting as well like he's to, a great to, to, actor. To, to bounce off the mm. what, what she's giving him it's fantastic because mm. she's giving him these super weird vibes mm. of you know being a very underage girl fancying mm. him who is very not underage yes um i was gonna say very overage that sounds very overage yeah he was like 42 when he made this <laughs> yeah, movie, yeah, so, yeah 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 and like his reactions to it they're fantastic mm, because yeah. he reacts to it in just the perfect like oh this is very awkward mm. like what have i got myself into i'm super uncomfortable here this is completely wrong how do i get out of this mm. but at the same time he's like i can't i can't leave this girl like, and also he does love her but not in a sexual way it's more in yeah. a paternal way yeah and it's, he's trying to navigate all of that yeah no it's 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 a real high wire act and i actually mm. think the film I don't think this film wants you to think that Leon wants to have sex with Matilda. Mm. And I think, again, we're, we're preempting the plot a little bit, but I think Matilda's character, Natalie Portman's character, mm-hmm. for me, it was very much like, well, yeah, she probably would act like this because she's so damaged. Like her character is so damaged and she is trying to be an adult, but I don't think, I never thought like she really deep down wanted to have sex with him. I think she no, thought no, that, no. that was what she wanted, but she she just wanted to be, like his wife, basically. Yeah. Like she was excited to be like, "Oh, I'll go out and get the groceries." Then yeah, she was playing a role, and she yeah. was so deeply damaged and emotionally, you know, emotionally fragile because of all the shit she'd been through. Like it, it kind of made sense, and I thought it was—it's a relationship that you, understandably, because it's mm. very controversial, mm-hmm. very very rarely see on film. So yeah. I actually really enjoyed is the wrong word because it made me very uncomfortable, <laughs> but like I was very compelled by it, mm. and I think actually it 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 pretty much holds up. Yeah, I don't think it's a film that you could you, that I look at and think, oh god, let's, this, let's this just this cancel this. Let's yeah, this hasn't this aged well no. or anything. No, it's it's no. still. It would never get made today, I don't think. It would be very no. hard, but I think it manages to walk that tightrope mm. pretty well. Yeah. yeah. So I'm I, yeah. I, on the whole, I think this is a a genuinely all time classic, great film. Mm. So, yeah. yeah, no, I, I thought so too when I mm. when I suddenly thought about it for, mm. for 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 picking it for this. I suddenly thought like. Well, why have I not thought about this for yeah. the three years that we've been doing it? Like, sure. Leon's a, it's a really good film. I've How only, did you first watch it? I've only seen it, I think, once before now, I think. Mm-hmm. And I'd have been in my late teens. Sure. Um, while watching so it wasn't it, one so. that you had to sit down with your parents when you were like five? <laughs> no, I, I think I watched it with my brother. Okay, that would um, make more sense. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, more sense for most people. For you, it's about the same. But yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so I don't know. Like, I, I wasn't uh, I wasn't of an age where I was too young to be watching it, but I was also not too old that I was super over analyzing it. I was at right an age, a, a decent age that I could just be sort of I could let it wash over me. Yeah, sort of thing. Like, I'm glad I watched this when I was so young in a way because and a lot of the other films I watched at that age too that I was probably too young to watch because it it really informed how I think about films. Because mm. and to watch this when I was like 12 and be like, oh, this is so weird <laughs> and really scary and upsetting, yeah. but challenging and thought-provoking mm. like yeah i'm glad i had the freedom to watch it yeah i think this film has got it's got a lot for everybody mm. because you can watch it as somebody who's just really into films and stories and whatever and this weird art house stuff and it's got that but then it's also got loads of action that's really good oh yeah as well and really interesting it is it's like it's so tense like, this film. <laughs> yeah it's got a lot of tension it's not it's not cheap action it's not like a 
No. It, it's not like something with the rock in it. It's much more sort of highbrow than that. It is an art house thriller, and that's mm. a rare thing. Because also, you've got to think, these kind of films are so rare. You so rarely come across them because, not only because it's like so ambitious and it's doing so many different things, but like, there's no celebrities in this film. Mm. Yeah, obviously, now Gary Oldman's an Oscar winning, but at the time, yeah. he wasn't particularly. He'd been in things, but he wasn't that well. Uh, how did this do in the awards? It didn't win any Oscars. I don't think it was nominated for any Oscars, but it was mm. financially successful. It made money. But like Jean Reno was just like a, for, a mid-40s French guy. He wasn't mm. known in America or English-speaking world at all, really. Mm-hmm. Natalie Portman, it was literally the first thing she ever did. And Gary Oldman wasn't the star he is today. Mm. So it's this weird, like... You could probably compare it to Parasites, you know, mm-hmm. like... Yeah. I mean, that's a different a thing, but yeah. like... But do you know what I mean? Like, it's it's not... Uh, nobody came to see it because, oh, that famous actor that I really like yeah, is in it. Yeah. It was just like, oh, this film was really interesting and it made people to celebrities. It didn't, mm-hmm. like, bank on them, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you don't get those very often. And less, even less today when everything's so calculated, mm-hmm. but, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. No, good pick. It's a great film. I really enjoyed revisiting it. Yeah, Even the bits too. of it made me go, ooh. Yeah. <laughs> I've decided what to do with my life. I want to be a cleaner. You want to be a cleaner? Here. Take it. It's a goodbye gift. Go clean. But not with me. I work alone and stand alone. Bonnie and Clyde didn't work alone. Thelma and Louise didn't work alone. And they were the best. (sighs) Matilda, why are you doing this to me? I've been nothing but nice to you. I even saved your life yesterday, right outside the door. Right. So now you're responsible for it. If you saved my life, you must have saved it for a good reason. If you throw me out now, it's like you never opened your door. Like you let me die right there in front of it. But you did open it. So? Um, so, plot summary then, I guess sure. that's where I go next. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, this is starring the title character, Leon, played mm-hmm. by Jean Reno, mm-hmm. um, who is a hitman. Yes. And we I think we start off with just this random person who looks a little bit like John Favreau. He did look like John Favreau. Yeah. I thought that too. I was like, well, he's, he's obviously older because this is 20 years old. I mean, old. he looks like John Favreau now. Yeah. Whereas like John Favreau then would be like my age. I don't think, well, 20 years ago is John Favreau. Actually, yeah, maybe. Maybe slightly mm. older than that. But yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. yeah. Back in this time, John Favreau probably looked like you. Yeah, and twenty years you look like this guy, so you know it's all it's all yeah, it's a circle of life. Oh, shit, I walked into that. <laughs> <laughs> Am I wrong? Yeah. <laughs> um. Anyway, yeah, this guy is he's you, you know the kind of guy he is. He's not quite a Wall Street guy, more of a gangster guy. He's he a comes, ga- yeah. He comes in. He's got his crew, mm-hmm. most of whom are bodyguards. Mm-hmm. Um. Everybody's carrying guns, and he's in this hotel room, and he they've got a prostitute there. Mm-hmm. And he's like, right, I'll need, I'll need half an hour with her. Sees her face. You know what? Make it an hour. Yeah. It's like, oh, <laughs> oh God. He's like, a sli- classic sleazebag. I, I yeah. don't like this guy at all. Mm-hmm. And then they get, uh, well, his main bodyguard gets a call from downstairs and it's the doorman or something. I don't mm-hmm. know. Um, so, so somebody to see you here. Somebody serious. And so the guy passes the message on while Leon obviously shoots that guy in the face. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of death in this, by the way. Yeah. I mean, yeah, a huge amount of collateral damage casualty yeah. wise yeah and i think that's it's probably my favorite line of the whole film that's why i've gone into this so much mm-hmm. um is then that bodyguard goes to the main guy and says like there's somebody serious coming up and then this main guy this sleaze bag just walks into the rest of the room with all his security and stuff there's somebody coming 
somebody serious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the dialogue in this film was great. There's some great one-liners. Like, yeah. Hmm? Somebody's coming up. Somebody's serious. Yeah, I, I just really enjoyed this intro, and it's it's basically just Leon taking out all these guys one by one, and it's not he, he never like doesn't show his face or anything. He's not, he's not being particularly sort of hidden in the shadows or anything. He's, he's not, just like a superhero. I was, I was about to say the opposite. I was about to say he's not Batman. You know, where Batman he literally just, hangs upside down at one point in this film, Harry. Yes, there's all that, but like he he will also just like hang upside down and go down and just like show his face, and like he he never tries to hide his identity or hide no certainly just, not or even hide that he's just one man no he's very good at his job though he's always in the yeah. right place at the right time yeah so this is this opening scene is basically him conducting a hit yes that has been requested of him by his boss who is danny aiello and this this guy future harry is um <laughs> <laughs> sorry I'll, I'll, I'll stop doing that but he yeah he is the mark basically but yeah this scene is so tense mm. it's really really tense especially mm. when he so he leon basically massacres all of his bodyguards and yeah. his fellow crew members whatever and then it's just left with this one guy and he's running around the flat mm-hmm. and then leon is like it's like he's a serial killer in a horror movie he's, he's mm-hmm. like in the closet and he manages to get his knife up to his neck and yeah he's holding him like that yeah and you think <clears throat> you're so proud for him to kill him mm. and i think the fact that he doesn't kill him makes it more tense oh definitely yeah because at that point like you're kind of just you're primed to watch like this guy's throat just get cut open mm-hmm. and you don't want to because nobody wants to see that. No, 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 yeah. But uh, yeah, it doesn't. And so you're constantly scared that's going to happen. And then he just starts talking. It's like, oh, it's a conversation. Okay, let's see how this goes. And, mm. you know, obviously the guy, the Mark, is feeling the exact same thing. Just like, all oh, my guys are dead. I'm This guy's got a knife to my throat. I'm surely about to die in a few seconds. Horrifically. Yeah. Mm. And that's definitely yeah like he just scares him he's clearly been told okay you need to scare this guy take out his guys scare mm. him and then yeah so he calls this guy and this this guy says hey you'll you've you've come here to my turf to new york or whatever new york's my turf get off my turf mm-hmm. and the guy's like oh, okay but yeah because it's so good because goes, and and that's it and it's it's not really a little underwhelming it's just like it's kind of anticlimactic it is but in a really effective way cause, yeah because he He's got the knife and then he manages, he says he's sorry, he apologizes. He says that he'll never do it again, this mm-hmm. guy. And then he's like, okay, let him go. And then so Leon kind of very slowly pulls the knife away and disappears. Mm-hmm. And then the guy, like it, the camera holds and this guy like breathing his sigh of relief being like, oh my God, I'm so relieved, I'm so relieved. And mm-hmm. you're just like, oh, he's going to jump out and shoot him. You know? Oh yeah, I was so sure of that. And when it finally, it really holds on that for a while. Mm-hmm. And then when it finally cuts away, it's like, whew, it's more stressful because it didn't mm-hmm. happen. Like yeah. it's great. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I was I was kind of expecting it to, the camera to pull out and then just to like show that that guy like wet his pants or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really was. Well, that'd be yeah, fine. but um, <laughs> that'd be expected. Yeah. But I also really liked the bit with that scene though, just went with the gangsters prostitute where she's like, "I'm out." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I'll see you next week if you're still yeah. alive. You're probably not yeah. going to be. I'm just going to. Oh, I've seen this so many times. This is the second time this week I've had this situation. Come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> tricks of the trade yeah. Mm. so yeah we have that whole scene establishing that leon is an excellent hitman basically yeah he's very thorough very slick yeah. very professional yeah he's the professional so yeah yes that is the title of the movie um and then oh yeah then he comes home mm-hmm. and uh, just on the stairway he bumps into natalie portman mm-hmm. little young 12 12 year old first natalie film she ever made natalie portman yeah. yeah her face hasn't changed a lot has it no no she absolutely has not like yeah I mean, I we could talk about this later, but 
I think this is maybe still to this day my favorite Natalie Portman performance. She is exceptional in this. Mm, I do like Black Swan though. Black Swan is good. Well, for me, like adult I, I, Natalie, I think I think this has it though. Yeah. It's not it's not like the Scott the Edge. This is just better actually. Well, for me, adult Natalie Portman. I think I do like her, but she's so she's always doing a bit you know she, she's very like mannered like she always mm-hmm. has like an accent or some kind of character you know like black swan's very over the top and uh, i'm thinking of other stuff she's done jackie jackie yeah like you know the accents is i like her but she's and always star wars and the thor films yeah well thor's different because she didn't want to be in them and she, you can tell like <laughs> i'm interested to see her come back because i don't understand why she agreed to that apart from money like with tt directing well hopefully he, he I, th- can I think she clearly just character. saw like the change in the franchise and like okay i i can get on board with that well, I don't, I'm, I'm here for that and the money yeah of course but yeah i feel like i don't natalie portman is very like she's always at 11 mm. whereas this feels like somewhat natural even though it's a very like yeah. like stylistic film like i just think she's so powerful in this like mm. she's really because she's not like a trained now she's like a trained actress she's a thespian mm. whereas in this she's just this little girl who's kind of heartbreaking and mm. she's really really good in this like she's super impressive in this yeah i think she's potentially the best child actor i've ever seen well this film lives and dies on her performance like yeah. if she wasn't good this film would be unwatchable yeah she needs to be as good as she, she is for this film to work otherwise it's just cringe mm. you know so yeah she, she's absolutely fantastic. Yeah, so uh, Leon bumps into her and she's uh, just sitting sort of through the... She's her, his le- next door neighbour in the flats. Though, yeah. yeah, she's sitting just like through the banister, smoking a cigarette, even mm-hmm. though she's the age of 12. Yeah. And, you know, they exchange some words or whatever and there's nothing more of it. They um, have a little... It establishes that they have a little a little bond. Yeah. Like, he obviously feels a soft spot for her. He feels mm-hmm. sorry for her. And he's kind of intrigued by the fact that she's kind of old beyond her years. Mm. And she obviously finds him quite intriguing because he actually sp- treats her like a human being, which yeah. I don't think many people do in her life. And yeah, it, it very without having to really like hammer it at home, I think it very effectively explains why he would warm to her and why she would be interested in him. So, mm. yeah. Yeah. And I don't feel like he'd met her before or exchanged any words with her before. I felt it was the start of their relationship. Probably, yeah. But I do feel like she already knew a bit about him she'd seen him come and go from the flat yeah yeah like like, later on she knows like oh you want two quarts of milk yes she's probably got a little crush in him you know in a little 12 year old way yeah 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 Yeah, and so that's that that's Mm -hmm. that's it really um next scene leon is peeping through his spy hole Mm -hmm. and um gary oldman shows up he does he's not in this film enough i was that's the one thing that really surprised me on the rewatch that he's not in it half as much as I expected. Yeah. He's barely in it at all. Because there's a solid maybe an hour, hour in without, the middle. Yeah, with no Gary Oldman at all. Yeah. Yeah. With, yeah, it's uh, But that I think that is the mark of a truly great performance when you think they're in the whole movie. Like <laughs> Yeah, that's a very good way of putting it. The most famous yeah. example of that is uh, Silence of the Lambs. Everyone yes. thinks that Anthony yeah. Hopkins is in the whole movie. He's in like twelve minutes of that film. Yeah. But he's so memorable you think he's the star. Mm-hmm. Like and yeah, Gary Oldman in this is very similar. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So Gary Oldman shows up and he's got a few goons with him. Uh, well, first of all, Gary Oldman's just listening to music. Yeah, in while, his headphones. Yeah. yeah. Um <laughs> while one of his goons behind him is interrogating Natalie Portman's foster dad stepdad no it's it's, it's, no, it's, it's her real dad, dad. it's a okay. biological dad but the his wife is not her mom right yeah cool, cool, cool. i assume her mom is dead because she never comes up again so yeah yeah and that guy has it's, it's a drug deal gone bad basically that that guy's like i think he's stolen a pound of drugs or something well as and, I, I and, and and then cut what was supposed to be 
the, the remaining drugs in with something else. Well, Gary Oldman is, as we find out later, a corrupt cop. Yeah. He's part of the, the, the drug enforcement agency of yeah. the police force. And this guy, he's paying him to hold like drugs, like mm-hmm. cocaine, I think it is. Mm-hmm. Hold all these all this cocaine and that, so that he can pick it up and sell it on. Mm-hmm. But what this guy has done, he's like siphoned off 10% of it and sold it for himself mm-hmm. for a profit. Yeah. So, and Gary Oldman is clocked onto what's happening. Yeah. And this guy has been found out. Yes. And he's screwed. And so he says to this guy, just like, well, I know that you're not lying to me. Mm-hmm. So I want you to find out who's who 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 took these drugs or whatever mm. um, by 12 o'clock tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And so then the next day... Well, he does that by sniffing him. Yeah, it's so, it's so intense. It is. And the funny thing about this, I read it... Let me guess, it was improv. Fully improvised, yeah. A lot yeah. of Gary Oldman's best moments in this were improvised, were not in the script. This is one of them. Nowhere in the script did it say that he was going to sniff him. Mm. The actor who played Natalie Portman's dad did not know that Gary Oldman was about to start sniffing tell. him. Yeah. You, you so tell. that awkwardness is legitimate he's mm. like genuinely uncomfortable <laughs> yeah <laughs> works very well yeah love it yeah no it was it's fantastic and it's stuff like that that makes this performance yeah. the perfection that it is like gary Oldman's character in this film has his own wikipedia page yeah <laughs> leon right. does not matilda does not really? he's the only character who has his own wikipedia page because he's like the definitive like mm. campy villain yeah do you think this is one of gary Oldman's best performances potentially his best performance 100 percent yeah. I know Gary Oldman did things before this film, but this is the one that like defined what Gary Oldman does mm. in films when he plays villains. Yeah. Which he does so very well. Yeah. Just so Do you think he's topped it though. No, I, I don't think so. I think this might be his best one because it's just so iconic. Mm. Like there's other ones I've really enjoyed. Like Fifth Element he's a mm. lot of fun in. He's a lot of fun in a lot of things. Mm. But no, I think this is definitely him. This is peak Gary Oldman. Like yeah. he's just so bizarre in this but it all really works for the character mm. yeah totally yeah um yeah so then the next day conveniently natalie portman goes over to leon or sorry meets leon in the corridor again mm-hmm. and she's uh, she asks if she can get the groceries for him yeah because you know she likes to you know play house and... well she's just been beaten up by her dad oh yeah i forgot about that yeah because yeah. I mean, when we first get introduced to her she's got a black eye she does but she has a second one now and she's like mm. is life always this hard and he's like Always. Mm. And I think that's why she likes him because he's honest with her. He doesn't yeah. like say, oh no, it all gets better. He's like, yeah, life's always shit. Get used to it, love. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, great. <laughs> you think I want to be a hitman? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So she goes to the shop and goes mm-hmm. to get some milk or whatever. And uh, in the meantime, we have or- already met her family and most of. So she's got this dad who is her dad, um, but he's a bit off the rails mm-hmm. um, because he's done this drug deal, which is stressing him out. Yeah. The wife who is completely oblivious. Yeah. Um, and uh, let's see, there's the daughter who just likes doing workout videos on the telly. Yeah, she's got an older half-sister who obviously just bullies her all the time. Yeah. And she's got a little brother who she really loves. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. This little brother is like four or something. Yeah. And uh, that gets a bit rough. Yeah, the, like this film goes dark. It yeah. really goes dark. So yeah, it, it uh, goes to about 12. Natalie Portman's already at the shops. Gary Oldman and his, and his goons, they show up and... Um, they barge their way into the apartment, Gary Oldman leading, mm-hmm. and they shoot the wife in the bath. Mm-hmm. They shoot the daughter, wherever she is, Just, run, yeah. running down the corridor. They shoot her in the back, actually. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. Okay, it's very harsh. Yeah. Yeah. And they've they've not got the four-year-old boy that don't know he exists. He's hiding yeah. under a mattress at this point. Yeah. But, uh, Gary Oldman finds the dad, and the dad says, like, 
backed into a corner in fear. Mm. Gary Oldman just monologues at him for a while. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> As he will do. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And eventually the guy brings out a shotgun that was behind him and shoots at Gary Oldman, just like skimming his shoulder or something. Mm-hmm. I don't fully understand how that gunshot worked. No. Because I felt like a gunshot that was directly at Gary Oldman from a shotgun. That, He's like, a shitty shot, this guy. Yeah. You know what a shotgun does? Like it splays out. Like oh, yeah. it, it isn't. Mm. It's not like a single bullet that goes. Somewhere. It's not going to hang like a handgun or something. It'll it'll do like a like a net something yeah. of fragments of bullet. So, uh, you know, if he screwed up, yeah, yeah, unless I'm completely wrong with this, but I, I've not shot many shotguns. So I'll take your word for it. Yeah. <laughs> And at the same time, the four-year-old who is hiding under a bed makes a run for it and doesn't succeed. No. We don't fully see it on camera. Thankfully, yeah, that would yeah. have been a touch too far. I don't, I don't ever need to see a child who's under the age of eight being shot dead. No. That's fine. I can just, it, just you can imply it. That's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it is important for the plot. It is very important for the plot. But I'm glad that they didn't get gratuitous. And with I think it. that they they do it very well. Yes. Yeah, because there's a scene later when she goes back to the flat and sees his chalk outline of mm. where his body fell, and it's so sad. Yeah. It's so upsetting. and it's more powerful because you didn't see it happen because if it happened you'd be like well this film's gross Mm. because it didn't show it it makes it even more sad i think that turns a lot of people off at that exactly exactly so i think they made the right choice to not show that yeah Mm. yeah definitely though to be honest i think uh, what i watched and what i imagine you watched is the director's cut so who knows yeah no the director's cuts longer we saw more not less Mm. yeah well yeah but even though it's an extended cut they can still they could still cut things up um yeah, I found it very difficult to find any copy of the, uh, I guess, the theatrical cut. Mm. Um, yeah, I think the director's I, like, I cut's the one that goes around, you know. Yeah. These days, yeah. yeah. I, know, I do know what we got that was cut, though. Basically, what we got was loads and loads of extra scenes of Natalie Portman being overly sexual with Leon. Oh, right, <laughs> That's okay. the stuff that got cut from the theatrical version. So, yeah. <laughs> Great. <laughs> so enjoy those. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so basically the whole family is dead. Yeah. Um, oh, and by the way, this guy, uh, the the guy who stole the drugs from Gary Oldman does also die. Yes. Gary Oldman shoots him slowly in the back. And uh, yeah, then Natalie Portman comes back and just like, she clocks what's happened. Mm-hmm. Takes one glance at like her dad just dead in the doorway. Yeah. Just goes straight to Leon's mm-hmm. and just knocks on the door and just saying like, please let me in, please let me in. This scene, oh, it's so heart-wrenching. That is the, that is the peak of her acting in this film. How she was not nominated for an Oscar for this, like, mm. I don't know. Like, it is gutting yeah she's amazing in this yeah. scene yeah because it's all you just you see the camera through leon's like spyglass mm. is that what you call them the sp- yeah, yeah the, the little little thing you get in, indoors i've got one i, I guess yeah yeah everybody knows what you mean yes you, you just see and it's all on her face and how mm. she's like she can't raise her voice she can't cry she's literally just found out her entire family is dead mm. and she just needs to like play it cool because she knows if, if she doesn't get through this door she's going to be killed mm. like it's life or death and yeah She's 12 years old. Yeah. It's amazing. It's, like, it's yeah. honestly some of the best acting I've ever seen. It's mm. so powerful. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So he lets her in and mm-hmm. they... Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he damn well better. <laughs> and uh, yeah, they basically become a team. Yeah. He... Actually, this is one of my favorite bits of what Leon did. So... Uh, they start talking. She sits down at the table. He mm-hmm. sits down with her. They start talking about it. And she calls them all pigs or something oh, yeah. like that. And he's like, oh, don't say that. That's offensive to pigs. Yeah. <laughs> uh, which is great in itself. No, this was so lovely. And yeah. and, and, and I think she, she says something like, oh, oh, pigs are horrible. They smell mm. and they're fat and ugly and whatever mm. else. And he's like, oh, no, that's not the guy. I've got a pig in my kitchen. That's not what they're like. 
And she's like, well, you've not got a pig in your kitchen. And he goes in, he's got an oven glove that's a pig. Yeah. And I loved it. And, and I, he just does a whole little puppet show for it. Yeah. I loved it because this girl, her entire world has just ended. Her yeah. family has been massacred literally minutes ago. Mm-hmm. And... Leon is still able to make her smile. Just yeah, a little, this is just the con- crack, just a little bit of a smile. That's what I mean. The connection that, between them is like genuinely beautiful. That's it's how really great nice a thing. guy he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's mm-hmm. fantastic. Yeah. But then I really loved like the darkness of the scene that followed that. So yeah, he takes her in and he comforts her, mm. does the whole pig routine, which is fantastic. And he puts her to bed. But then you see there's a, there's a scene that I think is so... like it, It's upsetting, but it's great when... In the oh, middle of that night, in the middle of the night, you see him, he gets up and he points his gun at her face and he, he genuinely is considering mm. shooting her just because, and you can understand why he would want to do that at that mm-hmm. moment. It's like, well, she's got nothing going for her. Yeah. I can't look after her. The, the kindest thing would be to like put her down. Yeah. Just one bullet to the head. She won't feel a thing. Yeah. And he really considers it and she's asleep. She doesn't notice it, but he just can't bring himself to do it. And it's mm. such a good scene. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was pretty good. Mm. Well, I'm remembering that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so what happens after that? So after the, he decides not to kill her, he just like looks after her. And this is the thing, it's a two-hour movie, but you, the plot summary, you could skim over a lot of it because then it's just, for the next hour, it's basically he takes care of her and she asks him to train her because she, mm. she says that she wants to do what he does, which is to be a cleaner, which is, you know, a hitman, a hitman essentially, yeah. yeah. She wants to be a hitman. She's got nothing else like going on. like having the Irishman. They say, oh, I, I, I paint walls. I paint walls. Yeah. There's yeah. always a euphemism. Yeah. But she asks him to take her in and to train her in what he does. And also because she, A, because she has nowhere else to be, but also because she wants to get revenge on the guy who killed her family, i.e. Mm. Gary Oldman. Mm-hmm. Not so much for the dad or the, the stepmother or the stepsister, but her brother is the main one. Like she's heartbroken about what happened to her brother. Yeah. Because he just liked to cuddle her. Yeah, he was just, he was, that, an in, he was innocent. Was like the rest, yeah. he was, she was like, my, my dad used to beat me. My stepmother was oblivious. My mm. stepsister was a bully, but my little brother, he didn't harm anyone. He didn't deserve what mm. happened to him. So she really wants to get revenge for that. Yeah. And Leon initially is very resistant, mm-hmm. but as the film goes on, he kind of warms to her and he, well, he's always warm to her, but he, he kind of agrees to like take care of her. And they develop this very kind of weird father daughterish mm. well from his perspective father daughterish but from her perspective she's got this crush on him that mm-hmm. she you know doesn't fully understand yeah so there's scenes of him training her how to be a killer mm-hmm. like he trains her how to use a sniper rifle to go on mm. the roof the fire paintballs at that jogger mm-hmm. there's all of that stuff so he does start he brings her into his world and that scene was good as well because it kind of implies that like she's like they don't tell you it's blanks no no the no, they don't yeah and so, and so he's just like, oh, just pick a guy, any guy. And she's like, oh, what about the, the orange jogger there? Mm-hmm. And like that guy is kind of brought in as a dickhead. Yeah. Basically, yeah. like he, he he comes out his fancy car. He's a little bit rude. He's got a lot of bodyguards around him. Like, okay. He looks, he li- I mean, it's funny now because he looks like a young Donald Trump. Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the film didn't know what we know, but like, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And so like you think that they're just going to kill a random person that yeah. they don't even know. I mean, I know that Leon has killed a lot of people already in this film. But he has like, like know, some of them... Assassin's Code of Honor where he doesn't kill women, children, or innocent innocent people, I don't yeah. think so, yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, when it's just a paintball, it's like, oh my God. Whew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and also because at no point in this film does she actually kill anyone, which I think is... Mm, yeah. Yeah, you don't want to see that. You don't mm. want to see her innocence be, you know, destroyed forever. Yeah. So, yeah, he trains her how to be a killer... 
at, at the same time though she is misinterpreting the nature of their relationship and mm. she i mean the first scene i think that gets really weird is when she's like let's play a game mm. and they play a game of impersonations mm-hmm. and she all impers- of those are very sexual they're very yeah she does madonna <laughs> in like like a virgin and then yeah. she does marilyn I was like, oh. like a virgin as well i know God. i mean i'll say this She's tw- for a twelve-year-old girl. She has she has a lot of references. Yeah, she knows her Marilyn Monroe. She knows a Madonna mm-hmm. early years. She knows a what else does she do? She does Charlie Chaplin. Like mm-hmm. she she definitely knows her cinema yeah. and TV and pop culture. Yeah. But yeah, but yeah, it's it's very uncomfortable. But yeah. and a lot of the film like rises. acting though. Mm. He 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 reacted to it perfectly because yeah. he because she was always what, what was the one was it with Marilyn Monroe maybe I'm not I'm not sure but it was one that clearly like. He fancied Marilyn Monroe or something, yeah. and then she's doing this Marilyn Monroe, and he's just on, just constantly just like looking to the side, just like, oh yeah, that's great. That's yeah, great. yep, you look, you, you look very lovely. Mm. Yeah, that's it. He plays it incredibly well, like because yeah. if he doesn't, then this film is it falls apart so yeah. fast. Yeah, yeah, and like it's teetering on the line of creepy, but it's it's on the right side of the line. Yeah, I agree because it never comes from him; it's all coming yeah. from her. Yeah. yeah, and like his reactions to it are always. Oh, I don't like this. Yeah, 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 exactly. But he, he's torn between this sense that he really cares about her in a mm. paternal way and he, he doesn't want her to get hurt, but also she's pushing him to a place that he doesn't has no intention of going. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm like, she is literally suicidal. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there's the Russian roulette scene, yeah. which is, Jesus, yeah. <laughs> also, I'm pretty sure she plays Russian roulette wrong. Yeah, yeah you still have at least one empty chamber. <laughs> Otherwise, it's just a suicide pact. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But there's a lot of that in this part of the movie, basically. And he takes along on a load of different, like, kills, you know. Mm. So, yeah. 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 And so then eventually after this whole hour-long bit where mm-hmm. Gary Oldman's not in it, not that he's not that he's the main of the film, like, he's in the top three of the film. He's definitely but, fair build after the two of them. Yeah. But it's a very much a two-handed plot. Yeah. So, yeah. But yeah, eventually when she feels that she's learned enough skills, mm-hmm. um, at one point when she has a bit of time away from Leon, she tracks down Gary Oldman, sees mm. that he works at the DEA. Yes. And uh, she follows him to work one day and she goes in, she's got this big bag of what looks like groceries. Mm-hmm. And because she's just a child, like she can pass through the metal detectors and uh, the, put the groceries by the side, groceries in quotes. Mm-hmm. And people just think that she's innocent, it's fine. Yeah. Little do they know that bag is full of guns and mm-hmm. everything. And she, she follows him into a bathroom. Mm-hmm. But she doesn't realize that he's clocked onto her yeah. already. And so he goes into the bathroom. He hides behind the the entrance right away. Mm-hmm. And she's like looking in all the stalls. But she is terrified. And she's not prepared at all. Like, no, because she's a little kid. Yeah, like all the guns are still in the bag. None of them are yeah. in her hand. Like she's not ready to just like burst down the door and shoot somebody in the face. That's one of the things I really like about this film is that she's, even though she's very like old under years in many ways and she's like, mm. she wants to be a killer. She's always very much a little girl who's like yeah. not as prepared as she thinks she is. Yeah. And she doesn't really know what she's doing. Yeah. yeah. And this scene was fantastic for it. And yes. This is potentially Gary Oldman's best scene, I mm-hmm. think. Yeah. I may have already said that this episode. Sure, but you, you <laughs> can repeat sure. it. Yeah. <laughs> Gary Oldman's just great in this he's film. A great like, on the whole, all it's the time, the solidly, he's fantastic. It's one of the best screen villains ever committed to screen. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it really is. I just wish there was more of him. Yeah. I mean, if this was a more recent film, then like I'd be up for a prequel, like Netflix show or something. Sure, yeah. Well, let's save that for our sequels. Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. Where was I? So in they're bathroom. in the bathroom, yeah. 
And uh, yeah, so Gary Oldman, he's not in any of the stalls. He reveals himself as hiding behind the door, the mm-hmm. entrance. And um, she's taken aback by that. And then he just monologues at her. <laughs> as he will, yeah. He, he, he just does it so well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's very intense. And he's taking these drugs. And these drugs are... I, I'm not sure what he's taking, but like he'll crunch it between his teeth and it makes his whole body shudder. Mm-hmm. And like he's always sweaty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, he's just got it down. He, he knows how to be a villain. Mm-hmm. It's flawless. Yeah, and I, I don't think at every point he threatens to kill her or anything. No, he does, because he says, do you love being alive? Oh, yeah, that's it, that whole speech. Yeah, and she's like, speech. yes, I do like being alive. And he's like, good, because I never want to kill someone who doesn't want to be alive. Like, mm-hmm. So he really, yeah. Yeah, but then he gets distracted. Well, he gets he gets distracted because he finds out that his right hand man has been killed. Yeah, and that's when he gives the most quotable line in the whole movie, which I thought happened later. I'd forgotten it was here. I thought it was like before he dies, mm. but it's, it's when he says, "Death is whimsical today." I mean, for me, that is the line. Like, yeah, yeah. For 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 me, I think it's what I, I know it's happened in other films, but I would like I like to think this is the original. Mm. Um, it's a bit later on. It's when, it's when he says to one of his guys, "Call everyone." What do you mean, boss? Everyone. Yeah, that's another ad. That's another Gary Oldman ad lib. Is well. it? Yeah. Well, the line was in the script, but it was a nothing line. Yeah. And apparently, he did the, he did like eight or nine takes where it was like, "Call everyone, everyone," and just like said it like that. And then yeah. okay. one time, he was like, "I told you, Benny, bring me everyone." What do you mean, everyone? Everyone! Everyone! Just screamed it. Yeah. And apparently that was the one they were like, we have to, we have to use that one. That's the one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and also I like, uh, I was reading like some background on this and Luke Besson was talking about like why Gary Oldman is so crazy in this film. And mm. he's like, well, because Jean Reno, Leon, mm. is a very flat character. Yeah. Like, he's not boring, but he's a, he's like a very non, mm. he's, he's very like straight down the line. Yeah. So, if your hero is very non like verbal, doesn't talk much and doesn't do much, yeah. your villain has to be super camp because otherwise it's just going to be a boring film. Yeah. So uh, that makes sense. Yeah. So it's, it's like the balancing act. So mm. I think it works really well. Yeah. That's why they pitched him with boring old Bruce Willis for Exactly. Uh, you probably assume the next film. That's probably the case with a lot of films with really camp villains. It's probably because the heroes are quite dull mm. if you really look at it. So Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, back in the bathroom. Um, well, there's not much more going on in the bathroom. No, no. So he finds out that his right-hand man has been killed by Leon. Yeah. So he instructs his henchmen to take Natalie Matilda up to his office. Yes. Um, and then Leon just walks in and shoots everyone. He, the henchman, yeah. Res- rescues Natalie Portman. Rescues Natalie Portman. Um, takes her away in a taxi. End of scene. Yeah. Uh, next scene, I believe... Is Gary Oldman walking into who we've not talked about already, but did appear earlier in the film? Is old Tony? Yeah, Danny Aiello, the actor yes. Danny Aiello. Yeah. Um, and he, so he's Leon's boss, like he's boss slash like surrogate father figure. Yeah, he. I'd, I'd say like agent. Yeah, he he role. assigns him all of his roles and he looks after his money for him. Yeah. 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 Clearly a well-known New York gangster. Yeah. yeah. And so then at this point, Gary Oldman walks in. This guy's having a birthday party for a small child. Yeah. Presumably a grandchild. Yeah. Um, and Gary Oldman walks in being very intense mm-hmm. and just sits down on a chair that's covered in balloons. <laughs> and I love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you say Gary Oldman walks in being very intense. Is there any other way to be Gary Oldman? 
He's never like just cash. Uh, you've not spent enough time watching Harry Potter. He's very casual in that. Oh, I guess, sure. But like Darkest Hour or something? I mean, when he's playing a villain. I mean, Yeah, okay, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, Gary Oldman walks in and he's like, well, what the hell? Like, your guy, Leon, he clearly, and, and this little girl as well, like, they've just come and killed some of my guys. So what's that about? Mm-hmm. And old Tony's like, oh, I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like, sort out yourself. Next time we see old Tony, he's covered in bruises. But he's alive, which suggests he must be pretty powerful for Gary Oldman not to just kill him. I guess, yeah. yeah. But maybe he's kind of like, he's very helpful. Maybe, yeah, I don't know. You know, like he's he, he's something that's somebody that's useful to Gary Oldman. Oh, he certainly is that. Life. Yeah, maybe he's like the go-to person for like you want to bump somebody off, you go to Old Tony. Definitely, it's, it felt like he was definitely was like one of the old classic New York gangsters who like ran the city. So yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, what happens next then? So yeah, well, is that are we getting to the climactic scene when Gary Oldman and his crew storm the apartment? Storm the apartment. Yeah. Is that, is that how, how do they find the apartment? I guess Old Tony told them. Yeah, that'll be it. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. Okay, yeah. So, yeah, uh, it's just a normal day in the apartment. Natalie Portman goes out to a grocery shop to go and get some milk and whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, She's kidnapped. Well, sorry, I was, was, was going to say, they just remind us that there's a secret knock to get into the apartment. Yes. Basically, or just to say that like everything's okay. Yeah. She gets kidnapped yeah. on the way um, by a lift full of a, a SWAT team that looks fairly official because it is literally the DEA. Yeah, Gary Oldman, as the head of the of the DEA, has managed to summon an entire SWAT team to this yeah. apartment. Yeah. And so they say, like, okay, we, are, are you living at this apartment? She's like, yeah. Um, have you got keys? Like, yeah, here they are. She's mm-hmm. not talking. I was like, oh, is there a secret, secret knock to get in? And she's like, oh, yeah, that's... Uh, yeah, she gives a different secret a very, knock. It's yeah. a very different knock. Mm-hmm. And... So when the SWAT team go and they knock on that door, it just gives that red alert to Leon. You don't see his reaction to this. Nope. And I think that's that's definitely best because then the film kind of switches around at this point. And this, this is why this action sequence is fantastic mm-hmm. because it shows it from the point of view of the SWAT team. Yeah. Rather than from the point of view of Leon. Because from the point of view of Leon, it'd be kind of boring. We've seen it before. We saw it at the start of the movie. He's very good. Yeah. He knows exactly what he's doing. He's great at what he does. Yeah. He's fantastic. You see it from their point of view, then you're like, where is he? He could be anywhere. Mm-hmm. Like, she's given that knock, but he's only got, what, like five seconds to do anything? Mm-hmm. What's he going to do with that time? Who knows? How did he get up, like, above the front door? I don't know. I still don't know, but <laughs> it's fine. I'm, I'm fine with it. <laughs> yeah, I'm absolutely fine. I don't want to I don't want to see him, like, spider-manning up the ceiling or something. Yeah. So, yeah, they storm into the apartment, and Leon is fully spider-manning. He, he's hanging upside <laughs> down. He shoots a lot of the SWAT team. And then there's just a long action sequence of him mm. taking out the SWAT team as they come in. Eventually, he manages to rescue Matilda. Yeah. And then he runs into the apartment with her, and breaks out an escape route for her it's like down mm-hmm. it, through the pipes basically yeah through the ventilation through the ventilation yeah. shaft whatever yeah and he's like you need to leave this way right now and she's like no i can't leave you not talked about that poor plant of his oh that poor abuse plant that would never have survived we'll, no. we'll get to it we'll get to it yeah I and mean, it's not much to get to but like he's got this plant that you know he's been nursing throughout the whole film this plant that it, it's his best friend i know plants very well now yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a it's a very good looking plant it's a very healthy plant mm-hmm. it's great and, uh, you know, he's talked a lot about how he never lets it build roots anywhere, yeah. which is a big metaphor for how he never he moves about. He has no about. roots himself, yeah. Sorry, he always moves about. Yeah, he doesn't yeah. have any roots. But he likes to take care of it. Like, he likes to take care of himself sort of thing. And, uh, yeah, so 
there's, there's a lot about this plant and there's one point where he literally grabs the plant away from bullets that are firing through <laughs> a window uh, <laughs> like he yeah. risked his life for that, that plant. plant yeah and uh yeah he just wraps it up in some fabric or whatever and just like throws it down this chute and then throws natalie portman down after it uh and i'm like that poor plant what if it landed upside down what if she lands on top of it yeah. like there's there's a lot of that could go wrong here yeah, I don't think it's going to thrive And then at well the end of the film, she like planted it in the middle of a lawn. I was like, the poor guy's lawn. That is no, there's no way that's going to survive. Like he's going to go without the lawnmower. He's not going to even think about it. Yeah, no. Bad choice, Natalie. Yeah. But anyway, he puts her down there and he says, look, don't worry about it. I'm going to meet you just... But this is the emotional scene because this is their it goodbye. Is. Yeah, it, it really like, is. Like they yeah. don't see each other again. No, you're right. This is very upsetting. And yeah. he, they both know it. Yeah. Like, you know, it's very likely that you're, Leon, you're going to die in this. Mm-hmm. So yeah, she's very much against letting go mm-hmm. but but you know he's like oh, oh, don't worry Jack I'll never let go yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no they they admit their love for each other he says I love you yeah even though you know it's a it's more of a paternal love than it is sure. a romantic love which is what she wants but like you know it's the same yes yeah. whatever it works mm-hmm. big emotional goodbye and like he says that like I've you know you've helped me find like a a, a meaning for life or something like yeah, that. yeah yeah I didn't yeah Basically says that like before her, he was, he didn't really know what love meant or whatever. Yeah. yeah. There's a whole, it's, it's very emotional. It's very powerful. Yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, she goes and, and, that, and that's it. Um, well, then then they fire him like a literal rocket launcher into yeah. the apartment and just blow it up. <laughs> yeah. Somehow he survives. He manages to throw a, one of the SWAT team's masks on him, on his own face, poses as a SWAT team member, manages to mm-hmm. get out of the apartment, sneak downstairs is escape is in the process of escaping i love the escape it's so smart it's proper silence of lambs yeah but yeah just like disguise self as one of the swat team injured mm-hmm. and then just like walk past what must be like a hundred like what do you what, what do you call a person on a swat team a soldier yeah grunts soldiers grunts. officers I don't know, <laughs> yeah but yeah like a hundred people all armed to the teeth and he just mm-hmm. walks past them all because like he would never have got through all those people yeah but it's, in the process, yeah, extremely smart. I love it. True. In the process, Gary Oldman does notice him though and clocks yeah. him. So he escapes through the kind of lower entrance, mm. and he's walking towards freedom. And there's this lovely shot of him walking towards the open, like the sunlight and everything. Yeah, yeah. But you can also see very clearly that Gary Oldman is coming up behind him and pointing the gun at him. We, it's great. You're watching this camera shot from Gary Oldman's point of view. It's it's Jean Reno's point of view, surely. We see both. Sorry, it's, sorry, it's, I meant John Renault. Yeah. yeah, yeah. From John Renault's point of view. Yeah. And uh yeah, and she's walking up to this to, to, to the entrance to the street or the exit from the building. Mm. And um yeah, you know that Gary Oman's got a gun pointed at his head and or in his I don't know, his chest it's, or something. Yeah. Well, I guess the back of his neck, based yeah. on where he shoots, but yeah. Something that means he's gonna die very quickly, but like enough that he can still pull the pin of a grenade. And give his last yeah, give his last fuck you line, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, so Leon gets shot. Gary Oldman stands over him and gloats. He's mm. like, I guess I won, you know. Mm-hmm. He doesn't say that, but no. close enough, yeah. But Jean Reno, with his last strength, he, he hands him, he hands Gary Oldman something. Mm. And he's like, this this is from Matilda. Yeah. With his dying breath, then he dies. Gary Oldman opens up his hands and it's a, and, and he, it's a grenade pin. Mm. And he pulls open Leon's mm-hmm. jacket and he's strapped, like his entire torso is strapped with mm. explosives. Yeah. And then Gary Oldman's like, shit and then, and yeah then it's a great it's a great final it's line it's a great it's final so, line yeah. so simple yeah cue huge explosion yeah gary oldman is dead leon is dead yeah matilda 
has an incredibly intense walk through the crowd where she's mm-hmm. trying to like not look like she's part of this whole thing. Mm-hmm. And then she escapes to, well, she escapes and then she goes to the school that she was kicked out of earlier in the film yeah. that her dad had paid for. Yeah. Tells a whole story about what she's been through mm-hmm. and uh, is given a second chance. Mm-hmm. And also she, also she gets Leon's money because Leon has already told Danny. Oh, yeah, yeah, There's yeah, a she... scene where Leon, before he dies, goes to Danny Aiello, the New York mob boss, and is like, look, if anything happens to me, the money that you hold over me, give mm-hmm. to this little girl. And then she goes and finds him and asks for the money and he mm-hmm. promises to fund her for the rest of her life. Yeah. 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 Which is, you know, it's good. Yeah. Yes. And that's that's it. Um, yeah, that's Leon. Mm. Great film, good choice. Yeah, I'm very, I'm, I'm glad I chose it. Yeah, um, really, really good film. It's absolutely fantastic. Mm, yeah. One of the best ones you've done for quite a while. Uh, yeah, one of the greats, <laughs> definitely one of the greats. Stansfield, at your service. <gasps> this is. drinking games then mm-hmm. what have you got okay so my first one quite predictable but is drink every time gary oldman does a new voice mm. sure very th- good that's the most interesting thing about his character is that he just seems to just leap all over the place into all these different accents <laughs> just willy-nilly like it's yeah. a complete it's not accents though it's more like just crazy cartoon voices it's like uh like high energy emotions yeah like he- he's not just angry he's angry yeah and like he's not just calm he's calm yeah, everything's like two eleven. Yeah, yeah. He's, but he's definitely like improving stuff. Oh so, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's a good one. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, drink for milk. Oh, I was going to say that. That's on my list as well. Yeah, mm. clearly she needs to learn Natalie Portman's character just to stop drinking milk. I don't know if this movie is like stealth vegan, <laughs> like propaganda, because every time she goes to buy milk, something terrible happens. Oh right, okay, okay. Her father dies. Her entire family get wiped out. <laughs> she gets kidnapped. No, I think it's just don't go to the shops. Get home delivery. Sure, that would work too. Yeah. Saying that though, if she had have done that, she would be dead mm. at the start of the movie. True. So maybe so milk saving out, go, her. Yeah, yeah going to buy milk saved her. Mm-hmm. And the second time, also true. Yeah, she would be dead otherwise. Yeah. Yeah, it's because they'd have just turned up at a door and just like shot them all. W- yeah. they, they they wouldn't have knocked. They'd have just barged in. You make a good point. Maybe actually milk is the stealth hero of so, this yeah, movie. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, so It's actually a pro-dairy film. Yeah. It's very pro-dairy. Yeah. Go vegetarians. Yeah. Um, yours. Okay. Drink every time you see the plant. Yeah, that's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Plenty yeah. of them. Leon is obsessed with his plant. I think, I, I, think I had that one too. <laughs> okay. There's a lot of obvious ones in this film. Oh, yeah, good. definitely. Yeah. Drink whenever Gary Oldman chews scenery. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So every time Gary Oldman is around scenery <laughs> he just, he's just like munch 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 yeah. <laughs> he's the best yeah he is isn't he mm-hmm. one day there needs to be a film where him and Kenneth Branagh play twins <laughs> evil twins <laughs> yeah can you imagine the accents okay so my last one is drink every time it gets weird <laughs> sexually weird yeah and you go like ooh yeah there are some lines that Natalie Portman has that are 
definitely challenging. Mm-hmm. Um, the one that I wrote down is because there's a lot of times when she makes like passes at him and mm. like you know, the one that I wrote down was it's talking about how she loves his plant and he waters his plant every day. Yeah, and she says. I'm the one you should be watering if you want me to grow. <laughs> oh, God, no. Oh, oh, dear. Such porny, porny dialogue. Yeah, there's there's a lot of that in this film. There's lots of her, like, getting into bed with him and stuff. But that being said, I, I really liked... Well, not really liked, but... It, I, it, it pushes the line. It really does. But yeah. I appreciated the scene when she does, like, get him into bed, quote-unquote. Mm. Because the way it is, it's like... And that's when it really sells that oh she's just a little girl. She doesn't even know what sex is. She wouldn't know mm. what she wouldn't know what to do if he actually did, you know. Yeah. Where she just like cuddles him and he's obviously like mega uncomfortable. Yeah. Like it's it's really well played. I think it mm. does walk that line. Yeah. Brilliant. All right. So should we carry on? Yeah, I'm done with my drinking games unless you've got any more. Nah. So before we get to sequels, I just want to let your listeners know that if you do feel like supporting me and John in our purchases of fantastically new equipment. Yeah. Such as these microphones right here that I can talk real close in and go. Oh, it's got a bit ASMR, isn't it? Yeah, very bassy. But if you want to support us in these weird microphone techniques we're using, (laughs) you can go to patreon.com slash beyond the box set where you can support us for as much or as little as you like because we do a tiered system. Sorry, we don't do a tiered system. We do a pay as you feel system. Mm -hmm. Um, That's the way we do it. If you want to pay $2, then fine, you get everything. You want to pay $10, Exactly the same. You want to know 15,000? That's the same. Mm-hmm. But, you know. We might throw something extra in for you if you get yeah, that we'll, far, yeah. we'll, 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 th- we'll think of something if you're going to be that generous. Yeah. But no matter what you do, you get many bonus features, such as the extended version of this very episode you're listening to among all our other episodes. We also get a bonus show where we review films in a cinema. Cinemas are back, baby. We have Tenet. We have Unhinged. And we have New Mutants. It's taken, what, three years to get it out? But we've got it now. We're there. And there's much more to come. We have reviews of all those either on the channel right now or coming up very soon. They're all recorded. Just need uploading. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah. So all that available at patreon.com slash set. A few more bonus features as well. You get a 30-second advert slot on the main show. You get an exclusive Facebook group. And Patreon episode once a month as well. Yep. You nailed it. You can choose film for us. Yep, that's pretty much it, yeah. So yeah, thanks everybody. So what does a receptionist do when the fire alarm goes off? I don't know. Call the fire brigade? I seriously hope that was a joke. That's what the fire alarm is for. Well, she's the one who asked what to do. I'm just guessing. Well, I think you'd have to be the one that makes sure everyone knows where the fire exits are and checks that everyone is out of the building. Like, we have the list of guests. It's not that hard. I just wait till it actually happens and we'll see if you find it's not that hard. What are you going to do if everyone goes off running in different directions before you check them off your list? Or someone sleeps through it. I highly doubt you can sleep through a fire alarm. I have. (laughs) Sure. So what, we're just going to say they'll check off all the guests as they exit the building to make sure they're all out? Welcome to The Quids In is a new fictional podcast coming to all podcasting platforms weekly from September 10th, 2020. Learn more about the show by visiting our website at islandlifeproductions.com and clicking on Support Us. Okay, so after you then, John. So my first idea is a pretty standard one. I'm sure you've got it too. Because okay. there are three characters in this movie and two of them wind up dead at the end. Yes. So we're left with Natalie Portman as yes. little Matilda. So I was thinking, what happens if Matilda grows up and becomes a contract killer? Okay, okay. Let me just quick check, see where I've... Which one I've written that. Yes, there it is. Sure. Cool. 
but I think that mine might be in a different direction to yours. Well, that's as far as mine went. Oh, right. Okay. Well, no, I've got, actually, no, that's not true. I've got a little Please bit. go a little bit further. I'll go a little bit further <laughs> from that. Okay, so, well, the interesting thing is that hmm. this film, they actually did try to make a sequel to Leon. Oh, really? Yeah, well, Luc Besson wanted to write a sequel for it, but in the years between Leon coming out and him deciding to make a sequel, mm. he left his production company, right. and they somehow withheld the rights to the Leon brand, uh, okay. whatever the Leon brand is worth. I'm glad they didn't. I'm glad too. I don't think a sequel would serve this movie. No, I, I, I mean, it, it can be done. It definitely can be done. That a sequel can be better than the original, even yeah. if the original is great. But, you know, I'm glad they didn't, mainly for the reason that we get to do it here. We do, exactly. It opens it up for us, which is fantastic. Yeah. Yes, so there is a sequel of sorts that was released in 2011 mm. called Columbiana. Okay, sure, whatever. Yeah, it, it's another Luke Besson film. It stars Zoe Saldana. Right. And it's it's not a direct sequel to Leon, but it is basically... Oh, wait, sorry. Is this a film that was actually made? It's a genuine film. It came out. It was released, Oh, okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. It stars Zoe Saldana, and it's about a 10-year-old girl in Colombia whose family is killed by a drug lord, and 15 years later, she grows up and seeks revenge. Oh, okay. That sounds fairly similar to this, but I can see a big difference there. Yeah, well, the Colombia thing is the difference, I think. I think, and obviously. 15 years later. And 15 rather than 25 yeah. at this point, but... Well, yeah. no, as in, like, in Leon, like, it's a month later or something sure oh yeah sure but the point is that it's it's i guess the idea is that it's the natalie portman character growing mm. up and that's what this is so but what i was thinking was okay so natalie portman so mm. natalie portman she goes to school she you know she stays in school she learns some she gets some qualifications yeah and maybe she decides that she really wants to grow up to be a hitman just like leon she just yeah. continues to idolize him but she needs a day job, obviously. Mm-hmm. And maybe while she's at school, she takes on a deep love for classical ballet. Okay. Yeah. And so she becomes like the top. So she becomes the... see what this is. You can see where this with. is going, yeah. She becomes like the top ballerina in her class mm. and a nationally acclaimed ballerina. Mm. But at the, so at the same time as she's becoming this ballerina, she's also working as a hit lady. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> sure, sure. So that's kind of where I got with that idea. I know it's very slim, mm. but I was just thinking like, how would that, what would that look like? Do you reckon? Ballerina hit lady. So do you think that, uh, I mean, it's basically Red Sparrow. Oh, that's kind of what I was, where I was going. I was going with that sort of Black Widow maybe vibe, mm. but yeah, there's something that's a bit more physical fighty rather than gun fighty because it, because in this Leon does have the line of like, you know, you start off with a sniper rifle mm-hmm. and you work way, you work your way closer as you get better. Yeah. And so learning with a knife is the last thing you'll do. Sure. Which makes perfect sense. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, has she just got that good? Or does she just think that she's that good? Well, I was thinking she could use her ballet powers or her ballet skills <laughs> as an ass- in her assassination. So she could sure. be like doing high kicks or whatever in pirouettes and like yeah. slashing men's throats with like knives hidden in her oh, yeah. ballet pumps or something. Like, yeah. You know. Sure. That sounds very Knives of Glory. Yeah. Is that, is that the Wolf Rolls or? Blades of Glory? Blades of Glory. Blades, of glory. Blades of glory. Yeah. 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 Yeah, no, totally that could happen. I think that if you're gonna do if you're gonna do something like ballerina or uh something similar at least, a good place to do it would be the Olympics. Yeah. So let's say that she transitioned from ballet to ice skating, maybe she needs to infiltrate a country. Mm-hmm. Okay, here's something. Right. So she's gone up against the Russians. She becomes a world class ballerina mm. known as the Black Swan. Okay. But she's also 
for her entire life waiting for an opportunity to avenge her Leon's death, you know, her yeah. surrogate father's death. Meanwhile, it wasn't mentioned in the original film, but Gary Oldman has a son. Brilliant. Who has also risen up the ranks in dancing. Yeah. In the dance world. Maybe he's become a great male ballerina or a ballet star. I don't know what the terminology would be. Is this going to be played by Jamie Bell? Oh, that could work so well. Yes. Yeah. That would be fantastic. That would yeah. be perfect. Yes. It's like the two big ballet films. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe they get cast to get... She deliberately enters the ballet world. She infiltrates the ballet world because mm. she wants revenge on the son of the man who killed Leon. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, he's just a, a great, you know, dancer. Yeah. And they get cast as the principal leads in a production of Swan Lake or whatever. Sure. And it's always Swan Lake. It's always Swan Lake. <laughs> was it Swan Lake in Billy Elliot as well? Was he a ballerina or was he more of just a general dancer? He's a ballerina. Okay. Um, yeah, I remember he was a ballerina because it was all like, well, that's not a man's thing. Okay. Yeah, yeah I'm pretty sure it was, it was Swan Lake. Okay. So maybe she takes that role purely so that she can kill him. Why didn't we do that for the Black Swan episode? You know, we'll know. save it for the, for the Billy episode. We'll save it for our inevitable Billy Elliot Billy episode. Billy Elliot episode yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so she trains with him and they get the principal leads in a production of Swan Lake and her only intention is to kill him. But as their rehearsals progress, mm. she finds herself falling in love with him. Oh, okay. And she realizes that he's not like his dad. Mm. And so she's torn between her desire to get revenge on mm. what happened to Leon versus her feelings of attraction to Jamie Bell. Mm. Okay, yeah. yeah. I could see us like seeing it from his point of view as well of like how his dad was always horrible. Yes. And just like she is the victim of his violence, so is he. Yeah, that's it. And that, maybe that's the moral of the story. Like, she he's, not, he's not proud of being, of being Gary Oldman's yeah. son. And they both learn that you don't need to be defined by who your parents are. Mm. Yeah. yeah. And they dance a triumphant dance. Yeah, and then she goes nuts and kills herself. Yeah. This black swan. <laughs> sure, yeah, but okay. that, 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 that's a separate story. Yeah. <laughs> Have you got a title for that? Uh, just Matilda the Professional. Oh yeah, I've got that one too. Um, Title-wise, at least. Okay, so the first one I've got is Matilda the Cleaner. Matilda the Cleaner, cool. Um, so it's set a few years later, mm-hmm. but only like three or four years later or something. Mm-hmm. Casting-wise, Millie Bobby Brown, obviously. Of course, great. Now, Matilda has... Um, she's bumped off old Tony. Oh, really? Mm. Was he not on her side then in the end? Was he mm. keeping all the money for himself? Uh, pretty much, yeah. Okay. And uh, taking over his business. But now she only employs young, vulnerable children like herself. Oh, is it like an Oliver Twist scenario? Exactly, like okay. an Oliver Twist scenario. And if you need a cast, by the way, you can, we can go with anybody from The Stranger Things or It, just mm-hmm. not Finn Wolfhard because he's in way too many things. Yes, I agree. But yeah, that's, that's what I got for that. Where would that go? Okay, so she's like Fagin. Yeah, and it could also be like uh, The Lost Boys and Hook sort sure. of thing as well. Yeah, she's got a gang of child. Yeah. And is she teaching them how to be killers? Yeah, I'd say so. Because that could be interesting if, like, sh- I, I, I don't, I don't really want to hold back on this. Like, yeah, they're actually going out murdering people, mm. basically. But also, she doesn't kill anybody. No, that's like rule number one. I will be put in a situation where I need to kill somebody. No, she's just pulling the strings. Mm, no, I exactly. think that's really good because it could be like she could have the greatest like hitman agency in the country because yeah. all of the hits are carried out by children under the age of 12. Mm. So it means that none of them can ever be convicted. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. it's the perfect crime. Yeah. So she's, she's training all these. And also killers. who's going to believe somebody who says, Oh, it was that kid. Yeah. 
Exactly. Anyone who was assassinated by a twelve-year-old is like their family going to be too embarrassed to admit that that's mm. what took them out. So yeah, yeah, she's created this like young militia of killer children. Mm-hmm. Do you want to have a, have a little go at a plot? Because I feel like what we've just said there, that could be like the that's the premise. Yeah, yeah the setting the scene sort of, isn't it? Like this mm. is this is what she's done. This is what's happening now. Like there's a a gang of children or something. There's probably a new child is the main character. Mm. I would say. Well, maybe a child enters the gang. Like, mm. she's done this for several years and yeah. she's hardened herself to it. Yeah. But, and But maybe another little girl mm. joins the gang and she starts to feel, like, maternal feelings towards this girl mm-hmm. to the point where she wants to be protective of her. Right, yeah, yeah. And it complicates the whole relationship. It complicates the whole deal, basically. Mm. Okay. Puts her in a difficult position. I like that. I like mm-hmm. that. Do you want to go with a... Um... Well, Millie Bobby Brown would be perfect. Well, as... The Natalie Portman character. No, but Natalie Portman's still Natalie Portman. This is like twenty years later, right? Oh no, no, sorry, this is like three or four years later. Oh, so she's still a little she's, kid. She's still like. Oh, I was thinking it's like as she's grown up. No, no, no. Now she's like like fourteen, fifteen. Okay, then something. yes, Millie Bobby Brown. Yeah. yeah. And so yeah, I, I certainly like that. I would also like an idea I've had is to basically have a villain child as well. Oh, an evil child. Okay. Yeah. So somebody comes in and. They don't really like what's going on. They don't like the system. Like, mm-hmm. well, well, Millie Bobby Brown slash Natalie Portman slash Matilda, whatever your name is. Why are you on the top here? Yeah. What, well, what, what, what if I want to be on the top? So she how, gets how, dethroned. How, 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 how do I get there? And like, maybe he's in, he's attempting a, a dethroning right. sort of thing. But like, basically, he's a bad guy. And, he, and she keeps saying things like, you know, you don't shoot them in the face because then you don't get any of that. He always shoots them in the face. Sure, yeah. And he's always got a reason why he had to shoot them in the face. But, you know, it's always a bullshit reason. He's always more he's more ruthless than she was, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, like, you know, don't kill any women or children or anything like that. He will kill a woman or a child. Yeah. Like, if, if the time comes, it'll happen. He's bloodthirsty. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Uh, I, I, I don't really know where to go with that. But, like, there's a villain child again who's, who's, who's trying to overthrow her sort of thing sure. maybe again maybe it's the child of gary Oldman. yeah but she doesn't know that until like there's a big reveal in the in the last act ah uh, yeah that'd be good yeah so we never knew but he had a child the whole mm. time and he joins into her gang but he's actually infiltrating it because he wants to find out who killed his dad nice oh well i like it because then that's kind of a reversal of leon like yes. the first film because you know she's just kind of basically infiltrating that industry just mm-hmm. to kind of get revenge on the person who killed her parents and her yeah. dad. And this person's just doing the same. So like they're pitched as the villain for the majority of the film, but then the end when it's revealed like, Oh, you're Gary Oldman's son. Oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah. Like Jacob like, Tremblay. Sure. Whatever. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's all I can say for him right now. I know. I know. When, when it comes to us casting him. Yeah. It could totally be like, a, Oh, I'm so sorry that Gary Oldman's your father. Like, yes, I was, heavily involved in his murder yeah i'm sorry about that this is what he did to me and and they come to terms yeah like, they just come to like, just a little conversation that's all that happens they just have a civil conversation mm-hmm. they work it out and he's like okay i'm sorry i see i see your side of this i see how he did exactly to you what you know what has happened to me so the next generation manages to heal yeah yeah okay i like it and so it turns out there's no villain oh excellent the villain the villain was just bad parenting yeah basically cool so that was Matilda the cleaner. Very good. Okay, <laughs> I have, yeah, I have one more. Uh, this is I have very little for this, but basically, I was inspired by the end of the film. Okay, where 
Leon dies. Mm. Natalie Portman goes to a school, but she takes the plant with her, which mm. is Leon's beloved plant. Yes. And she buries the plant in the lawn and says, don't worry, Leon, we'll be okay from here. It panicked me that she buried it in the middle of the lawn. The plant, it, it's clearly a tropical plant as well. It's not yeah, going to survive. Too. It's not like, going to thrive. In it's, that. An, it's an indoor plant. Yeah, it is not an out. Yeah, that plant is Like, not- you can't bury it in, like, what I presume is upstate New York, where through the, they have harsh winters there. Yeah, I was gonna, it's not going to survive a winter, that plant. No, like, that, that is not going to do well. That is an indoor plant or, like, a southern, like, a, a quatral equatorial plant equatorial yeah. plant i agree i agree entirely but my thought that english was, degree coming into coming it, into use <laughs> every episode every episode maybe. <laughs> but what i was thinking was maybe somehow when he sacrificed himself for her to say <gasps> he to, put his soul in the plant yeah leon's soul is in the plant oh yeah. okay How's what would that mean it? okay does he talk to her somehow i feel like he, yes like, he, he needs to communicate with her or else he's just gonna kind of you know, ignore it as a plan. Yeah, maybe she'll go and actually no. You know what? Maybe she she goes and initially she starts like going and talking to the plant as yeah. like as though it's a gravestone, mm-hmm. and just like you know explaining how life's going. Oh well, you know all the other girls that don't like me, but yeah, you know, I got this one girl that I like and whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, all this boring teenish shit like that that nobody cares about. Mm-hmm. And then I don't know maybe Leon can like can communicate through the wind, just like. <laughs> like he's like mother mother tree for, what, what's the grandma Pocahontas? from Pocahontas yeah I'm yeah. from Pocahontas yeah. yeah he's like yeah he's providing support through psychic branch sure. you know? yeah yeah do you think that like maybe the years go on mm. and I, I don't really know why she'd come back there unless like she maybe she becomes a teacher yeah sure so she's at the school she's become a teacher the yeah, tree so has like, grown yeah, and just kind of, I, I like the the tree to grow, and then it just kind of it gets the face of John Renault. That's one yeah. way that you can bring it back. Mm-hmm. Like it fully becomes the tree from Pocahontas. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Um, don't really know where to go with that. Wait, this is your idea. It was my <laughs> idea, so I put it all on you. Harry, Sorry, I was just kind of pitching that as though that was mine. Still, I, I forgot where we were. That was my greatest. Sorry. Trick, yeah. Um, yeah, well, that was all I had, really. But maybe once again, she gets like caught up in a criminal life and she's having to try and find a way out of it. And the tree offers vital, you know, advice for her. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Sure, yeah. I don't, I, it's I, not I, my I, best. I don't know what to add to it. No, it's not my best, really. But mm. I was just I was just thinking, like, I like the idea of, like, a very French tree with the voice of Jean oh, Reno. Yeah. 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 Who's also a serial killer. You know? I mean, it, it, it's basically kind of a insert your own plot yeah. to that one. Like you, you could just kind of go anywhere with it and then she just goes back to the tree for, you know, like confirmation and stuff. Yeah. Maybe it's her story as she, again, it, 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 maybe it combines with the Black Swan story about her, like, finding a new identity about staying as a cleaner. But maybe she's just got this, like, tree spirit guy that she goes to every now and again yeah. just to validate herself. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that works. Yeah. Um, so oh. that is um, Leon, the houseplant. Nice. Nice. Um, okay, last one I've got is the one that I titled um, Matilda the Professional. Okay, we had the um, same idea there. Yes, and it's basically a remake slash remix mm-hmm. of both Matilda and Leon the Professional. Oh, so Roald Dahl's Matilda story, Mario mm. Wilson. Okay. Yes, both starring orphans. Yes. Both who uh, have a very parental character. Mm-hmm. 
um, in the form of either Miss Honey or Leon. Okay, well, because Matilda... Like, oh, like so the, you, 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 you can definitely kind of go with two things in this, and I kind of want to picture it as it's the same main character. Matilda is the same person. Yeah. It's Matilda who's got these weird powers, and you know she doesn't like the trunch ball and stuff like that, but there's also Matilda who has this crush on this hitman. Mm-hmm. How do we go with that? Well, okay, so my immediate thought was... Maybe we rewrite the end of the original film a little bit. Mm. Jean Reno inexplicably survives. Okay. He, but he's lost he was, his... He, he was wearing a grenade-proof vest. But... Yeah, he, he survives the explosion, but he does lose his legs okay. in the explosion, okay. meaning he's a lot shorter. <laughs> his life of crime is over. Mm-hmm. He retires to the suburbs, mm-hmm. but to make money, he becomes a sleazy used car salesman. What oh, I'm getting at... Oh, <laughs> We're, transfer- we're transforming Jean Reno into Danny DeVito, basically. Okay, sure. Yeah. And he becomes a little bit bitter about Matilda and starts to be, and you know, he, he loses his affection for her and starts yeah. like taking advantage of her a little bit and you know, mm-hmm. loses interest. He just becomes a full time like wheeler dealer. So, what are you saying that Matilda becomes Matilda, Dan- Danny DeVito's wife, or no daughter? Daughter. Oh, okay, so, so okay, cool. Yeah. Um, Again, we're playing with the timeline because I think Matilda in Matilda is a lot younger than Matilda in. Yes, yeah. and like they get her from a baby. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, that, no that, yeah, that totally works. And then she finds a new person, which is Miss Honey, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I do. A like new surrogate parent. Yeah, yeah. I, I like that. Yeah. Where she gets superpowers from? Who knows? She, maybe she always had them. She always had them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's why she's good at dodging bullets or yeah, whatever. Yeah, exactly. It just wasn't really a factor in the Leon movie, but she always had those powers deep within. Yeah, but yeah basically Matilda from Leon is Matilda from Matilda. I think, yeah, I think I can and get on board with that. To yeah. kind of see how that goes. But you could also, I was more thinking of something but more where Matilda is just growing up mm-hmm. and you see the stories play out with scenes cut in from both films. Because, you know, they're... Oh, they're not the same age, but there's a few years between them. But like, maybe you Matilda know, like she, goes like, like like she's going to school with the Trunchbull, mm. but then like back in her free time, she's living in like central New York mm-hmm. and is like like taking out joggers in the park. Sure. Well, I was thinking maybe Matilda stays in school, mm. thrives in school, becomes a headmistress, oh. but because she's got a background as an assassin, she's way too intense to be a school teacher. <laughs> Eventually becomes the Trunchbull, Ooh. and then Matilda. She, she hides her original first name. She just yep. only wants to be known as Miss Trunchbull. Mm-hmm. And then this little get precocious little girl with magical powers, who's also called Matilda, mm-hmm. reminds her of her younger self. Immediately, she obviously hates her. Oh, nice! And yeah, nice. Mm-hmm. I like it. Yeah, the well, abused becomes the abuser. Yeah, call it Matilda the Trunchbull. Matilda the Trunchbull. Yeah. yeah. Excellent. Very good. Okay. Cool. All right, that's that. Should we get to uh, listener submissions? Yes, please do. First off, Ben Stevens said, I have no sequel ideas beyond Matilda going through lots and lots of therapy. Fair. Yeah, it could be a series yeah. of that TV show in Fair. treatment maybe or something. Yeah. Alex Jordan said, Matilda, the hobbyist. Okay. That's a film. Jackie Ronan Whitehouse said, Natalie Portman is just living her non-hitman life. That's it. Maybe she owns an improv theatre. Feels like something her character would have done regardless of the family murder thing. Mm-hmm. Brandon Cummings said, pull a Wes Craven's new nightmare and have the actor Natalie Portman use the skills she learned researching hitman protege Matilda to become an assassin herself. She murders Luke Besson, Gary Oldman and any other creep involved in the original movie. 
And finally, Rob London, Cleon, the unprofessional. Jean Reno plays Leon's twin brother, who's also a hitman, but is really bad at it. Ah, okay. Yeah. Cool. Always, so. the, always there for a, a secret twin. Abs- always here for an evil twin or a secret twin. Yeah. Absolutely. Always a good shout. So, thank you, everybody, for those sequel ideas. We ask for your listener submissions every week, a few days before we record, by putting posts out on Facebook and Twitter, where you can post your ideas. So make sure you like and follow our pages if you don't want to miss out. To listen to more episodes of Beyond the Box Set, you can subscribe and browse our back catalogue on any podcasting platform, including iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and any others, all of which you can also leave a five-star review, which really helps us to find new listeners. So please mm-hmm. do consider doing that. As mentioned before, we're also available on Patreon, which is exclusively for the people who would raise us more than five stars if they could. You can find all the relevant links in the description below or at beyondtheboxset.com. And next week, mm. Harry, it's a me pick. Yep. And obviously, we were very happy to return to the cinemas this week mm. with the saviour of modern cinema, Christopher Nolan, <laughs> with his new movie, Tenet. We're doing Christopher Nolan films. So I thought, let's do one of the few Christopher Nolan films we haven't done yet. Oh. So... I, I thought we could do an early Christopher Nolan film that I've not seen. I don't know if you have yeah. called Insomnia. Now I've heard of it, but pretty much only in like videos talking about Christopher Nolan films. Mm-hmm. I've no idea what it's about. I imagine lack of sleep. I, I would also imagine that I've also not seen it, but <laughs> could be, I, I've heard it's good. So okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm totally on board for this. Cool. So yeah. let's join us. So listeners join us next week for Christopher Nolan's classic movie, possibly very confusing. <laughs> we'll find out insomnia yeah brilliant thanks for listening everybody see you next week see you next week bye death is whimsical